Terry, it's summer and we are planning travel left and right. Left and right. And I am so excited to get into traveling. And you know what? We get so many questions. What's our major question we get? How do you plan travel for small group? How do you do it? We have an answer. And it's in today's podcast. That's right. We are going to introduce you to our Tao of Travel. Get ready. You know, Alex, people ask, what is the perfect recipe for planning a trip? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to answer this. The recipe for the perfect trip is very hard to nail down. Yes. You can't pinpoint it. It seems that instead of leaning toward the chemistry of baking, it tends to sway more toward the wishy-washy one-pot recipes that grandmas are famous for. True. We all know. We've had it. Grandma, I want your recipe for your banana nut bread. Great. I follow it step by step. Something's not right at the end. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. You follow the steps. You use the right ingredients. But somehow, some way, it simply does not taste like your grandma's magic. And travel dreamers have always strived to unravel the mystery of the perfect getaway and, quite frankly, have often failed. The two largest barriers that come to mind regarding this failure are the lack of time that people have and a false sense of expectations. So how do you whip up a trip? That is the perfect experience. We've got a plan. We've got the recipe. That's right. In our back pocket. And here's our mission, guys. The mission is how to plan a trip that makes everybody happy. And I, yeah, I said it. Everybody. And we know we see you out there, our friends that are planning a trip with six, seven, eight people on it. You've got three generations. Somebody doesn't walk well. Another one has too much energy all day long. Somebody needs a nap in the afternoon. You're usually married to that person. Mm -hmm. We know. We know. The reality is. It's mission impossible. Even if you painstakingly asked everyone for a list of what they actually wanted to do at each destination, made arrangements for everything on the list, and detailed a perfect itinerary, no group, I repeat, no group will be completely satisfied. In fact, it turns out when you are planning for others, it's because they are not quite sure what they really want to do. It's true. Mm -hmm. Now, this is going to sound harsh. Yep. But in the reality of it, in other words, very little of their opinion should make its way into your final plans. Oh, what? Uncle Bob's? Special outing is not going to be included? No. 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 But but we're going to keep everyone's interests and abilities in mind as we're making up our next batch of travel. Sort of like chili. Each spice makes somebody happy. Exactly. So don't plan like you're ready to please. Plan like you're ready to cook. And the first ingredient? Water. There is a book called The Blue Mind. It's by Wallace Nichols, and it's all about the psychology of interacting with water. It turns out that water simply makes us all happy. There's an idea for a vacation Everybody and travel. Everybody be happy? I would love that. 
as a result, is an essential ingredient to any travel. It is. Now, now, don't get skeptical. True. Okay, Pete? Don't get skeptical. We're not saying that you must pack your string bikini for the French Riviera. Okay, we're not saying that. No. What we are saying is instead, think about all the ways you can include water into your trip. Okay? Yeah. Like taking a short boat ride on a lake. Lovely. Yeah. Going kayaking. That could be fun for the for the younger ones in yeah, your group. Yeah. yeah. Or dropping a fishing line. Who doesn't like an old fishing hole sometimes? There you go. And they're all over the place. They're all over the world. Yeah. How about enjoying a canal cruise? Nice. Nice. You get to see a lot in one time. Eating in a coastal restaurant with a view. You know I love to eat. Yes. <laughs> We're going to give that a bing. Transitioning to a new location on a ferry. In other words, if you're going from one place to another, instead of taking a train, instead of taking a plane, how about the ferry? I think that sounds delightful. Yeah. And yes, yes, even going to the beach. But hold on, because in Europe, the beaches are a little bit different than our igloo packing, towel bag pushing, wagon pulling, wagon pulling beaches here in the United States. A lot of times they are wait staff capable, lounge chair rentable, mm. umbrella usable, lovely atmospheric places. Sign me up. That's all I'm saying. Check off that ingredient. Exactly. Ingredient number two animals. Okay. Think about this. Just as water calms the soul, animals warm the heart. Amen to that. Uh, adding in an animal encounter of any kind can be a way for everyone kind of just to reset mm -hmm. their patience and temper as you're spending so much quality time together. As a matter of fact, we're going to give you an even more detailed statement on this. How about this? Plan it for day five. Yes. In your trip. You're sick and tired of everybody by that point. So this is We a, need some warm fuzzies in our heart right now to reset us. And what are some of those warm fuzzies that we can do? How about let's go horseback riding? And there's all kinds oh, of horseback so riding. So many options. Look, my daughter just went horseback riding through Stockholm. Right, through the city. Yeah. Yeah, and it was gorgeous. How about a slow walk on the river? Now, maybe you have a couple of adventure seekers. Perfect. You can go gallop on the beach. There are all different levels of these things, and that is an important aspect when you're planning this. You've got choices. I'd like to go on, like, a fox hunt. Oh, like, blue hoo for Mary blue, Poppins? Yes, oh, that okay. would be cute. Okay. What about, okay, number two here. Mm -hmm. Visiting a conservation-focused zoo even when it's not the marquee event. Yes. You know, you think of these huge zoos. Mm -hmm. The one in D.C. Yes, it's gorgeous. National, okay? You have the Bronx Zoo. So there's these huge zoos that have everything you can imagine. Mm -hmm. But then there's the little sanctuaries. Yes. And it makes me think of the time when I was in Australia, and I went to the koala and kangaroo sanctuary. Oh, my gosh, your heart. I don't care how bad Uncle Bobby and Aunt Susie were fighting. Mm -hmm. When they placed that little koala bear in my arms, mm -hmm. the world melted. Yes, and, and your, your heart grows, you feel better, your Ooh. shoulders relax, yes. right? It's it's so different, and especially at those 
kind of conservation focused places. Yes. I'm thinking of in Scotland, there's one with owls and you get to hold the owl like on your forearm and they kind of look in your face and they have these soulful eyes and you just kind of have this moment. There's so many other choices when it comes to animals too. attend a sheepdog demonstration, learn about sled dogs while holding one of the puppies. Stop it. Put it in my bag and take it home. Try your hand at falconry, which is super popular and becoming more and more popular in the States and in Europe. How about focusing part of your travel on an eco-conscious animal experience like an elephant sanctuary? You could even do the donkey sanctuary in Santorini. The, oh. the donkeys that used to go up the, the walkway. They've retired up, them? They've retired them and there's a donkey sanctuary there that you could go to. And I'll tell you another one that we're doing that I bet nobody's thought of. How about a little bit of time going truffle hunting with with our little friend Gina, who's going to show us where all the truffles are in the forest in Italy. There are so many different kinds of experiences. They can be totally involved or they could be as simple as having tea at a cat cafe. You could do that in Edinburgh. Hmm? There you go. Now let's move on to our next ingredient. And that ingredient is essential adventure. And you know, people get scared of adventure. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, but like it or not, Uh there is no escaping that some sense of adventure contributes to lifelong memories and those deep connections to your destination. And basically, you know what pops in my mind? Mm -hmm. Seeing you zip lining at Victoria Falls. Loved it. I mean, I loved it. What a connection. Mm -hmm. What a connection. In fact, I would feel comfortable saying that getting out of your comfort zone, maybe just the sense of pride you or anyone you are traveling with needs. Exactly. Think about when we were in Asheville and I'm like, no, I'm not going to do the canyoneering. I'm Mm going to just walk down and meet you. Mm -hmm. But I did it. And I felt, Exactly. And that is the feeling that we want when you walk away from those adventure things. Yes. They can be at whatever level that you're thinking of because adventure does not mean that there's a need to push yourself to the limit of a raising, amazing race style. Oh, like, no, no, we're not no, no. talking about that. Nobody needs to do those kind of things. But if Phil's listening... We're We're, your girls. We're your girls. We're in, but we have a talent writer. (laughs) (laughs) It does mean trying things like plunging in and going white water rafting. Maybe it's just level one. Maybe it's level three. Renting a bike to explore the city, the beach, or the countryside of any given place. Going over the edge and zip lining. They're all over the place. Aiming high and experiencing a pristine hot air balloon ride. We've all seen that TikTok of the hot air balloons in Turkey. You guys know the ones we're talking about. Have a little champagne. Exactly. How about setting your sights on a serious goal like climbing a particular point or hiking you're listening to bob she and yaya travel the world and we hope that you are enjoying today's conversation we invite you to become part of our travel community so head on over to bob that's b-a-b-c-i-a and y-i-a 
YIA, and subscribe to our blog so that you can be kept in the loop as we talk about destinations and how to make travel a priority in your daily life. Whether you are travel dreaming or you've got boarding passes in your hand, we've got the resources, plans, and plenty of inspiration to get you ready for whatever adventure awaits. You can find us on all the social media at Bob Shea and Yaya, and we hope that we see you there. We there can are, do that? Yeah, there are all kinds. Let's talk about, we're going to circle back yeah. a little. I talked about Asheville. This brings up this very cool sport of some people can call it canyoning mm-hmm. or canyoneering. Both are right. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. We love this sport, and here's why. It's made for everybody and their abilities. Yes. And the guides that take you to do these experiences know that. So what you do is you kind of piece together several different small experiences to make your canyoneering experience. Hiking. Yeah. Then maybe you rappel down a small waterfall. What about the... Rock formation slide. The rock slides. Oh, are fun. that was so much fun. Maybe you zip line after that. It's like a couple of small experiences linked together. We're seeing this becoming more and more popular over time. The one that I'm thinking of, probably the most famous one in Europe right now, is on the island of Corsica. And I've seen one in Ireland, and the other one I've seen, I want to say maybe Norway. Okay. I've seen one there as well. They're popping up. Get used to seeing this word a little bit more and more. But you can skip the pieces that you don't like. Watch the people in your group do those things. Right. Really enjoy the things you do like. And you kind of get to... Make your own little plate of the things that you'd like to do. And let's say this. Mm -hmm. When we come upon a canyoneering experience, Bob, she, and Yaya, we promise if we do it, you'll see it. Yes, you will. You can just check us out on that TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last thing for me here. Mm -hmm. What about the white knuckling twist and turns of a roller coaster? I'm going to one-up you on this. One-up me. How about turning that roller coaster into a mountain coaster in the Alps? Woo! Those great winter luge runs become mountain coasters in the summer, and they are ready for you to speed down those mountains. They are fun, and you get to control the speed again. So you get that moment where you kind of can gauge control your sense it. of adventure, but you get to do that and the views that go along Amazing. With it. Come Amazing. on. Amazing. Right? All right. Check that part off our recipe. Exactly. All right. We're moving on to one of our favorite ingredients, which is a word close to our heart. And I think we probably made it up. Fine. It's called foodtivity. That's right. Food plus activity equals foodtivity. It's a great. It's great to eat local foods, but it's really great to experience food. Now, don't get nervous because you, we know you're not on the amazing race. We're not saying that there's a need to eat snails or scorpions. But wait, 
Can you not have some escargot when you're in France? I think you should. Okay. But we're not forcing it on you. No, no, no. What we are saying is that food is so much more than fuel, especially as we travel. Food is, and always will be, we'll preach it from the mountaintops, a bridge between people all over the world. Yes. Think about when you're sitting in that cafe. Mm Mm-hmm. Strangers are going to smile at each other when they both know that that cup of coffee they're having is the best they've ever had. Yes. It's like a connection Mm -hmm. you're having. You'll notice families will will share and converse over which pastry to buy from the patisserie. Mm -hmm. How much fun is that when you go down and you're like, oh, 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 what do I want? What did we do last time with the patisserie? I'm going to take one of those, and I'm going to take one of those, and I'm going to take one of those, and we're going to share it. That's right, and we all went back and had a taste test. So, foodivities are essential to connecting. Mm-hmm. So, think about it. Mm-hmm. Go on a food walking tour. Yes. Isn't that the best? When your feet hit the ground in a new place, what's going to help you connect with that place? Food. You're going to know what to order. You're going to be able to sample things. I think it's the best first activity when your feet hit the ground. Mm -hmm. It takes care of your jet lag and it takes care of any of your menu fears. Yeah. Because you'll know the top best food in that particular area. You kind of can't go wrong. No, you can't. Yeah. And I'm going to one-up that. Okay. What about taking a cooking class to learn how to make the regional dumpling? Mm. So, like, if we're in Poland, we're going to say a pierogi. Yes. How about in Italy, we'll go for raviolis. You can do dolmades down in Greece. Stop. You can do pasty pies up in the British Isles. It doesn't matter the country. There's some sort of little pocketed wonderment of food that you can learn how to make. It's perfect. And that is a memory you can really bring home. Oh, yeah. What about attending a class? To be the next great baker. You know, there are some people who are food scientists, and we call those people bakers. They're amazing. (laughs) I'm a horrible baker, but I'm a good cook, right? And I would love the challenge of learning something about that. Yes. Now, you can go to the next great baker camp. That exists in Great Britain. However, there are places all over Europe that will teach you the local or regional specialty. Something with lemons in Italy, something with olives in Greece, something with apples and berries toward the north. There are so many different choices. Get your feet down in there. How about macarons in France? Stop it. Stop it. So good. Learn to be the next great baker of the place that you visit. Yeah. How about finding your way to a farm that hosts travelers? Hmm. I love that idea. And you may say, I don't get it. We went to a farm in Poland, and they taught us how to make the regional bread. Such a great idea to learn that right. I mean, we made it right in the farmyard. And we used the brick oven that they've used for hundreds of years. It was amazing. Best bread I ever had in my life. Right? A dining, how about dining at an experienced restaurant? Now, the one I think of Uh could also be an adventure. Yes. Eating in the dark. You know the restaurant you go and you're like total (laughs) darkness. (laughs) 
Yes. And you just have to eat what they put in front of you. Yeah. I think I wouldn't wear white that night because it could be bad. But I think that could be an adventure as well, kind of out of your comfort zone. It could be. But what a dining experience. That is an experience. And there are all different kinds of experiences. Have I told you about the experience with Le Petit Chef? No. This is the most amazing restaurant. So so it's a seated service. Okay. In other words, there's a 7 o'clock seating. There's right. a 930 seating. Right. And everybody's going to eat the same thing. Okay. Okay. So you walk in and you sit at your table, table for four, table for six, and your table is lit from above. That's because there's a projector that's going to interact with you during the entire meal. And your chef is actually a digital six inches tall. It is adorable. The stories that they tell, and there's different stories Mm -hmm. that go with different menus. The stories that they tell are comical, heartwarming, very sweet to learn. Your plate lights up with different things, and all Uh. of a sudden, food shows up in front of you. It all kind of depends on the menu you choose and what you get. They're all over the world. I know of about four here in the United States. I've seen them in Tokyo. There's one in Poland, Paris, London. They're all different kinds of places, and you can go and experience this heartfelt little Mm. production. It's kind of like theater on your table. There you go. What an experience, right? One of our favorite experiences, (laughs) though, and we love this. This kind of goes back to your eating in the dark one. Yeah, kind of, yes. We love to go into the local candy stores or even the local convenience store and just randomly pick stuff. We don't know what it is. When we were in Krakow, we're just getting it out of the barrels. We don't know. And when we came home we sample we sample and we give it to our kids we let them enjoy it it's a great memory to bring home and then when they ask you what they're eating you well, can just know. say i don't know i don't know what that is it was pretty it was super pretty yeah you know how about and this one is one of my absolute favorites walk down a street gather up the supplies you need to enjoy a picnic in a local park Shush. I love it. There are beautiful gourmet delis and boulangeries all over Europe that are waiting for you to visit them. Grab a little salad, grab a little patisserie, a little bread, maybe a little wine. Yep, use a blanket that maybe your hotel lends you and go find a spot in the park Lay out that blanket and enjoy the sunshine, the great food, and the atmosphere. Yes. That's a foodtivity. Okay. No recipe would be complete without a little secret seasoning. And we do believe the secret is in the seasoning of our travel recipe. And we're going to share that. Yes. There are two essential ingredients that may get quickly overlooked, but warrant a serious amount of consideration. Are you ready? I'm ready. Culture and storytelling. Culture? Yes. Yes, culture. Because we know... That's the whole reason that you're traveling. Mm -hmm. However, it's so obvious that sometimes we miss the art, the music, and ambiance that we've traveled so far to see. You get so 
caught up in going and seeing these giant icons that the place is known for that you miss what's around the corner. Yes. You miss the artwork. You miss the music and swaying during your dancing to that beautiful music. It's It lives on the stages and it weaves through the food proudly set on the table. Mostly it lives in the hearts of the locals. That's what you got to get to know. Mm-hmm. And how happy they are. You would not be surprised how happy they are to see you there and want to know and learn about their world. Yes. Don't forget to season every plan, every recipe with culture. And storytelling is just as important. If culture is the salt, storytelling's got to be the pepper, right? Mm -hmm. And storytelling can seem a bit more elusive to figure out, but we've got plenty of tips to help you. And we find this so important that we are going to dedicate a whole podcast to this part of your secret sauce. Our upcoming episode on storytelling is just around the corner and we have 10 ways to help you add in all that storytelling fun. So stay tuned for that because we've got you covered. We have one last thought. A lot of times when people plan a trip, they kind of forget that it's not all about experiencing a new thing every single moment. We highly suggest that when you get yourself settled into your accommodations, you pragmatically think about that as a home base. And a home base is a great way to settle into the rhythms of a destination. We love to make one little habit out of what we do. For example, choose a local coffee shop close to your home base and stop in every morning. Every morning. You know what? Take an evening stroll in the same park each afternoon. Enjoy the same sunset each night. The choices are endless and they usually lead to connections that last. And my friends, that's it. That's what we use to create every one of our professional itineraries is our Tao of Travel, the recipe secrets that make sure that you're covering the interests, no matter who they are, no matter how old they are, of everyone in your group. So whether you're traveling with four or whether you're traveling with 10, we promise you, if you follow our, our recipe, you will not go wrong. For questions, comments, concerns, or you just want to check in with us and see if you're on the right path with your own recipe, your own dish, mm-hmm. we're here to help. Get a hold of us at any time. And we'll see you on our next episode. We hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. We drop two episodes every month for year-round travel fun. You can find more tips, hacks, destination guides, and inspiration at bobsheandyaya.com. That's also where you'll find information about our upcoming workshops and our upcoming small group travel experiences. That's right. We'd love for you to join us during our travel season as we take in glorious destinations like Edinburgh, Paris, Warsaw, and Amsterdam. It's going to be so much fun. Don't hesitate to leave us a little comment or a review, especially over there on iTunes where the numbers do all the talking. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on all the social media, including TikTok and Facebook, by searching at Bapshi and Yaya. That's B-A-B. 
C-I-A and Y-I-A, Y-I-A. We look forward to sharing our next episode with you.